On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about winning in California versus a nobody 49s roster. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod and our website, PackersPodcast.com. Rodgers keeps flip, open touchdown, Mercedes Lewis. That's his second of the year. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Adams on a Historic Pace. Didn't know a single 49ers face, but still gave Ricky James all that space. But Packers still leading that North pace on the Pack It Up Packers podcast. Hey, we got a W. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. How we doing? Call it. Told you boys we'd win. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to say that we we knew of some of the injuries to the 49ers and then about eight showed up between the podcast dropping and start of the game. So <laughs> while we won, uh, how much kind of credibility do you put in this win? I give them credit. You know, they did what they needed to to get the win. Um, and, and they had 49ers offense. I mean, Nick Mullins looked lost the whole game. He, he was throwing it away when there wasn't pressure um, and then getting in trouble when there was pressure. So um, I, I give them credit. Uh, it, it just wasn't as pretty as I was wanting. I wanted it a little bit more cleaner game. I, you know, the penalties were bad again, um, and they're they're still a little sloppy uh, all over the place. So uh, great, great job know. by Rogers and Adams, but uh, the rest of the team, we just need a little little tick up here. The penalties are bad because of your favorite cornerback. Yeah, damn it, Josh Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to play like Shannon Sullivan right now. Like, come I, on. We're going to get into it. I'm a little bit I'm, – I'm taking a different stance than the two of you guys on this game. Uh, if you lost, then the earth is on fire, you know, scorched earth style. You know, the Packers are terrible. You had to win this game. They did win this game. Not everything was perfect, but it's a Thursday night game. It's rarely beautifully executed on Thursday nights. It, 31 to 3 before backups were playing. I, I'm totally comfortable with what they did. You get 10 days. Everyone's got COVID now, but they get to come back in 10 days. So hopefully we'll be all right. I, I think they took care of business. It's still an NFL team that you beat. The win still counts as one win. That's an important one. So I, I'm not down about it. If you lost, yeah, the world would be on fire. But we won by a big margin. Yeah. No. If this was college, I think it would be different. But in the NFL, it's just a matter about getting wins. Um, and that's really, really all matters. And against a team that you would assume – if they can find a way to get through these next couple weeks um, and and steal some wins, uh, I don't want to see them in the playoffs. So uh, isn't it crazy? They are the worst team in their division. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a good division. Yeah. So let's jump into it. Uh, final score: thirty-four seventeen. Oh my uh, under. With, with yeah, with two of those touchdowns coming in the last five minutes. Uh, so at one point, with six minutes and fifteen seconds to go in the game, we were up thirty-four three, with a fifty-three yarder from Mason Crosby. So what up? Uh, Congratulations, yeah. Uh, coming, Aaron coming Jones. From injury. Aaron Jones looked 
so good for being a guy that would maybe play. Uh, Rodgers went 25 for 31, 300 yards, four touchdowns. He was lighting it up. MVS, I thought, was going to be cut mid-game and then comes back with a 52-yarder and a perfectly run route in the back of the end zone for that one-yard touchdown pass. So let's start with this offense that was was perfect. If you look at those that first kind of uh, chunk including that third quarter drive, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. They were cruising. They were taking care of what they needed to do and abusing uh, this defense that was really, really struggling to find anything. Devontae Adams, uh, Dan, you looked up one set of stats where you were talking about um, being at 17 touchdowns over 16. There was somebody that was saying if you take his last 10 games and expand it out, He's pushing 2,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. If, and if you just take his – my stats where if you take the six games he's played, which he hasn't completed all – he hasn't played full games for six games, and extrapolate those stats, it was like 140 catches, 1,600 yards, and 20 touchdowns. Back of the napkin math, but – my God, the guy's on fire. And what I really like is he's got this confidence now of a wide receiver one. And he's always had the skill. Well, not always. But, you know, year one and two were a little sketchy. But he's he's got the skill set. And now he's out there saying, yeah, I think I am the best wide receiver in the NFL, where he'd been a little more on the humble side in years past. And it's, it's, a, it's a little bit, I think, of him and Rodgers being like, there's nobody else. Let's just feed the beast. Let's just rack up stats. I'm going to. Normally, Rodgers likes to mix it up and, and get the ball to everybody. I think he's just like, I got one guy. I'm going to him until I can't. Yeah, and seeing Devontae get frustrated, like, he wanted to score on every play. Oh, yes. Like, a- after every time, he's like, oh, I was one step away from breaking that one. Um, you don't. You, that's true. We've never seen that out of him before. He's normally pretty quiet, pretty reserved. He does his job. I Just like you said, I think he's realizing that he can do whatever he wants. And if he wants to score on every play, he has a chance to. It, it, um, it showed on two particular plays. Everyone's going to remember the deep ball where Rodgers led him to the outside and set it inside. And Rodgers said it was his mistake. It would have been a touchdown. But Adams was mad. He couldn't keep his balance and keep his feet in bounds. But the, the most impressive play, I thought, not his first touchdown getting the elbow down, which was impressive. But the fourth and inches where he was getting mugged by 47 on San Francisco's defense, Taylor, and he still rips the ball away for a catch, and he let him know. Like I wish he had a mic on at that moment because he just turned around and started yelling at the defender like, I'm about to have a night. He just mano y mano beat him on fourth and inches, snapped the ball away from him, and it's like, oh, Devontae's going to have a good day today. <laughs> and that's the thing is – it's just it's unreal to me to think that if he was healthy um and with no with no secondary help like you're like MVS on a standard NFL team is probably 3 4 wide receiver he's a 3 and a half like that's all they three have these last couple <laughs> like imagine and i know this is going to be a rabbit hole but if Devonta Adams had somebody on the opposite end that was respected mm. and quality, whether it was the Fuller, whether it was a draft pick, whatever the case may be, and I, I pray to God this offseason we do something because everybody talks about us wasting Rodgers' time, and, and you could make the argument we absolutely have. 
But I don't want it to be the same thing with Adams that we're wasting his prime and he's doing all this stuff and double coverage and making these plays and getting open. And he did it with zero help. And he's 27 years old. The guy still has probably six years worth of quality uh, wide receiver. We can't waste it by having him put this much pressure and weight on his back. Like it's unbelievable what he can do. And I'm glad that MVS came back. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the season that he's going to be a guy that's boomer bust. Um, but other than last year where he dropped a pass and you knew for a fact he was done that game, he's had multiple games this year where he's missed a big wide open play and come back mm-hmm. again huge. So credit to him. O-line did decent. Uh, I mean, Jones looked good for what it was. It was a bummer to see Dexter finally get some action and then immediately went down. Uh, I didn't. I don't need to say see Irvin coming out as a straight up running back at 185. It was just you are just nope. hitting all the topics. Nope. Rapid fire. <laughs> it's just we looked we looked good on offense, and I we're not even remotely close to being a team that I I think is is worthy of a Super Bowl. So I, I don't know. And I granted I know we're playing a team that wasn't there either, but I don't know. The most impressive thing, I think, out of this offense, I mean, we all knew that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams were going to have a field day with all the injuries. Um, but the the run game, it was a solid run game. You know, it wasn't anything flashy. But Aaron Jones, it looked like he saw the defense in slow motion, like how he was finding little spaces here and there. Um, it's a solid run defense. That defensive line is still good. They still had Fred Warner, who was flying all over the place. Um it's him and Lance Kendricks just blow my mind how they're in on every single play. It seems like Eric Eric Kendricks, sorry, Eric Kendricks. Um, But yeah, so it's uh, a, it was a, it was a solid offensive plan. I thought just very solid. Yeah. For Aaron Jones, not being healthy. He had six touches, I believe in the first like five minutes and 10 seconds of the game. When I was rewatching it, I was trying to track that. So five touches in the first five and he got a six on the very next play too. So it's interesting. I I think the guy that missed an opportunity and he's actually the reason that we also didn't have Jamal Williams or Kamal Martin, but AJ Dillon could have had 10 carries in this game, the way the game script played out, man, he missed an opportunity to really get some action. We kind of covered MVS already, so I won't dive into that. But Tyler Irvin getting handoffs, how do we feel about that? Nope, nope. nope. I mean, I'm fine him being the fourth option of getting handoffs, right? Um, but uh, he, uh, the running backs, what they did with the running backs in this game drew the attention off of Devontae Adams a little bit. Uh, I mean, 10 targets going to the running backs. That's the most out of anybody else. Um, so it's it was cool to see how they're using the running backs to try to get the linebackers eyes off of Devonte Adams and open up the middle a little bit. Um, but mm-hmm. they're getting creative cause they have to, cause there, there aren't any options at wide receiver that are even remotely dangerous. Yeah. I had texted you guys that I'm, I'm done with Tyler Irvin running the ball. He looks a little hesitant. I'm just a, you know, you give him a halfback dive and it looks like he's, trying to dance a little to find a hole. Mm -hmm. And the minute I texted, I think I hit send as the screen pass happened, that he catches the screen and goes (laughs) for like 25 yards, something like 24 yards. Yeah. Um, So I agree with you, Josh, as our fourth option, the guy's steady, he's reliable. He can catch some passes. He adds an element to your offense that as a fourth running back is not a bad deal. So I, I give him credit. He, he, he didn't cause turnover. You know, he didn't, uh, fumble the ball he didn't drop passes he played mm-hmm. his role as he should 
And it, when it comes to play calling, you talked about opening up Devontae and kind of creating attention in a different way. Can we just highlight that goal line past uh, passing touchdown to Mercedes Lewis? Yeah. Because yeah. Ev- everything – I went back. I watched it like four different times. I kept backtracking just to see everything that was going on. It looked like a slam run with Tanyan sealing off the backside. And then – it you know you play action the handoff to Aaron Jones then it looks like a backside pass where Tanyan's going to slip his block and then it looks like MVS is in the flats on that bubble motion where he's going to catch it as if he's the running back and it's none of it but the best part of the play was that the microphone picks up a random Packer player and I don't know who it was as the ball is midair you hear on the microphone a guy just laughing going ah <laughs> big dog <laughs> And then he catches it for the touchdown. <laughs> well, that's the thing. If you would have said that Rodgers had 305 and four touchdowns and you eliminated the fact that half of those, a little more than half of those are going to go to Adams, only one touchdown to Adams, I would have thought that the the tight ends played a huge factor in this game. And then you see Bobby, one catch, five yards. Lewis, one catch, one yard. Sternberger, one catch, one yard. Like, I would have never in a million years guessed that. And it just shows that I, I the inconsistency, you know Rogers is going to be consistent. Adams is going to be consistent. The running game, all intents and purposes, is consistent. This tight end crew, it's a, a boomer bust similar to MVS where it's like, man, I thought for sure they would get involved and in just finding those openings, especially going deep as much as we did. Uh, but – yeah. I, I think I think that was part of the game plan. I think San Francisco was thinking exactly what you were thinking, Ryan, and 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 Green Bay knew that going into the game, so they did something different. I I think that's what because it, how they executed on offense, how easy it was, it had to be the game plan the whole whole time. I did look at the box score after the game, expecting one of the tight ends to have four catches for fifty yards. It just felt like that kind of game. You're like, of course, one of our tight ends had a decent day. And like Ryan said, one catch, three yards, one catch, four yards. Like, oh, wow, that, that's weird. But, hey, along with the tight ends in the run blocking game, Aaron Jones looks great. And even if that was 90 percent, he's so much fun to watch run. Credit to the offensive line again, right? These guys shifted. Mm-hmm. Billy Turner at left tackle, Rick, Rag- Rick Wagner at right tackle. Then they shift. Billy over to right side, Elton Jenkins out to left, and Runyon in at left guard. Still only gave up one sack. Had a productive mm-hmm. enough run game, and that that defensive seven is is no slouch. So what they did, the consistency that they've shown without their Pro Bowler is really promising. I I, I love what this offensive line has shown in in a flexibility standpoint. So let's talk about the best wide receiver on the field. Richie James, everybody, showing <laughs> up for, for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, matched, matched Adams on long of 47, touchdown 184. Uh, we had two turnovers, which we actually threw a poll up on Twitter. Are we more surprised that Preston Smith had a QB pressure or we had a uh, – turnover and it was split on votes so Zadarius <laughs> <laughs> uh, Smith quiet except for one monstrous play uh, but as Dan alluded to in the beginning of the episode Barnes went down um, not only with an injury and then COVID uh, but then Alexander is out pretty much the entire game I want to say he got hurt That's in the time. first with the uh, with the yeah, concussion so we were playing a lot with Samuels 
We were playing a lot with black, and we held it together for the most part until that last five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, this defense was, at the end of the game, Stanford Samuels, Kadar Holman, Randy Ramsey, Henry Black, Ty Summers, all in the game. Not to mention the offense was Tim Boyle and Yash Nijman. So that that's when you know you had a dominant performance. It, I heard someone, uh, it's already hit the internet, so my text message during the game doesn't apply anymore. But it really felt like varsity versus JV, and, and that's perfect. You know, to, to have a Thursday night game that feels like a practice, you get in, you get out. The, the injury to Chris Barnes, hopefully it's not long-term. Now he's out, got COVID, and I assume his roommate would be Jordan Love because Jordan Love's now on the COVID list. Uh, but hopefully with the 10-day break, they can come back out. But from the defense, I want to hear from Josh a little bit because from from my viewing of the game a couple times now, even when Kadar Holman and Chandon Sullivan are in, Josh Jackson is still the target. Oh, is that is that the question? Is is that? <laughs> I mean, I, I, are you still defending the guy? <laughs> I mean, he... no, no, I, I I'm not defend. I've never defended him. I I know that he's not good in man coverage. I know that he doesn't know how not to touch somebody before the ball's there. Um, Even tight ends. Yeah, but it it is tough because he's being picked on. They everybody yeah. knows that he can't play man coverage, and then when they see him in man coverage, here here it comes. It, 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 um, bug, it bugs me to the degree that we did nothing at the trade deadline. Let's go beyond the wide receiver conversation. Yep. That, yep. that Josh Jackson is the the third best corner that we have on the team. I liked what Holman and Sullivan and even Stanford Samuel showed, but they're not the third corner. Um, and that he's your third best. That you didn't go shore up a linebacker or a defensive line position. It's like, come on Packers. Yeah. yeah. Really- and what I, what, what I like about Josh Jackson is that he's trying to be aggressive. You know, he, he's failing, you know, but he's doing <laughs> what we need other corners to do. We I need agree. a little bit more aggression out, out of our secondary. I mean, Savage, I don't really know what he's doing either in the secondary. He's sort of just invisible. And then he sort of appears and tries to dance and twirl around to tackle somebody. Um, he's not really causing any disruption. Um, he's getting thrown off and doing like, a, you know, a 360 spin coming all the way around and then losing the wide receiver to the middle of the field. It it, it just looks really bad with what some of our what used to be some of our stronger players are. Yeah, they're they're sort of taking a what you say, a sophomore slump. Yeah, so I knew you had that stance on Savage after watching the film on the game, and I I can't disagree, but I do want to call out a couple good plays. And the caveat here is that it's been a perfect time for Adrian Amos to to start Mm -hmm. performing, (laughs) statistically producing. And he looks good, too. Because Savage is missing tackles, and not to mention, I actually thought his zone reads were pretty good. So he dropped an easy interception, but it was a good zone read still. Just got to catch the ball, my man. And then he had a nice zone read where he just flew out of his zone. It looked like a cover, too. And he saw Josh Jackson on Richie James. On I think the route was like a 7 to 10-yard hitch or in route. Savage saw it from a mile away, and he ran past the slot wide receiver directly to Richie James. Just It was beautiful awareness on that specific play. But I agree, he, he's whether we want to call it a sophomore slump or he just hasn't developed in his second year like we were hoping. I mean – we had Pro Bowl aspirations for this guy this year. 
um, the guy's got to clean up the game a little bit. And luckily, we're only halfway through the year, so there's yep. plenty of opportunity. But like you said, we thought we had two safeties that, that are not impenetrable but are, are good enough that they're going to be a strength of our defense, and it hasn't panned out that way quite yet. Do you know that, what bums me out? Is we threw this guy's name around to begin the season as kind of a, hey, he's a good security blanket for a veteran contract that would be next to nothing. Imagine if we had Tremont Williams right now. It's just, mm-hmm. hey. Did, did the Ravens hey, sign him? I don't believe so. The Ravens brought him in, but they ended up not signing him. Yeah, Still so the out fact there. that we could have had him just be like, now, granted, do we realize that, well, we might have realized King was going to have injuries, but like, <laughs> it just it just would have been, man, like, even split FNB time. your fourth corner. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, how, how did we how did we feel about the defense setting the edge? in this game because we've been talking that they've been struggling how, how did you guys feel did you think that they actually executed at this game funny you bring that up i thought they did a little bit better and i'm starting to think that's why we're seeing more from dean lowry is the edge is doing a little bit i mean they're not perfect but setting a little bit better of an edge that it's funneling that game back in so lowry's name is starting to pop up a little bit do you agree with that or disagree Oh yeah, I I agree, and I I even think they I saw them putting Adams out there, and all he was doing was just setting the edge. He wasn't oh, asked to do anything else. Um, the uh, Zadarius Smith and Preston Preston looked a lot better this game, um, and Gary Gary had some pressures. Oh man, <laughs> boys, um, I'm getting, telling you, he's getting let me close. Just get, let me just get this out right now. Rayshon Gary is so close. He I mean, is. <laughs> the guy, it, it, do not be surprised in the back half of the season when he starts statistically producing because he is there and he hustles, he's grinding, he's so close on so many plays. I'm like, as I watch Phil every week, I'm like, oh, almost had it. Oh, had it, but it was a penalty. Oh, come on, man. He, well, and his, his he, leads, the, he leads the team Offense and defense of plays that were so close. Oh, boy. Like, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's uh, he's gonna I think start it's because – I think it's because he's not blindside. He's coming in – the quarterback knows when he's getting pressure because he's coming right in his sight. Um, they, I think they need to start lining him up a little bit more on blindside. And he is getting more reps, so I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. They're starting to trust him a little more. So what, what I found interesting be, before we – jump to the next or and so we had the two turnovers right mm-hmm. preston smith forces a little lollipop for raven green to catch Sidarius makes a play he, he flashes as he does once a game you guys realize we should have had three or four yeah savage dropped the one Sidarius hit mullins and left the ball hanging we just didn't have anyone in that zone and then uh Kadar holman should have had one it was a terrible read by Mullins, and Kadar just tripped over his feet, not expecting the ball to be right in his face. Yeah, that's that's what we need to take this defense to the next level. That's what we're missing is when we are given opportunities, you have to take advantage because they, they are very few and far between. You know, the corners that touch the ball in that game, they may never see another ball for the rest of the year. You know, so when you are given an opportunity, you have to take advantage. And mm-hmm. I don't know. They need to hit the hit. What what is it called? The 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 drill where you catch the ball with the machine. The jugs. They need to hit the jugs and, and like just practice on catching the ball because like they're giving opportunity. More and more opportunities are coming because more and more pressure is being put on the quarterback. 
So you you got to catch the ball. And that's that's the entire difference between we feel we haven't directly stated it, but we feel like Petten sort of escaped one here by playing a bunch of backups on the 49ers. But if but if those turnovers get converted and all of a sudden you have four interceptions and a forced fumble and recovered, all of a sudden you're like, okay, defense is trending in the right direction. We're feeling better about mm-hmm. it. But they didn't make those plays. Speaking of which, uh, I got the feeling as though this would have been the game if it went rogue that Pedden would be gone in terms of timing, scheduling, all that kind of stuff. He's our D coordinator for the rest of the year, right? Yeah. Like he he's in it. Yeah. Has to be now. Yeah. Yep. So it's uh I guess that's solidified and I guess it's it's known. I really, really hope uh Jacksonville shows nothing this week. Um and we can take care of business next week again at the SEM before going to Indy. But I don't know. It, it's it was a weird game. Uh that <laughs> at points was beautiful to watch, at points was ugly, but it's a to win on the West Coast is 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 awesome because you're on right. Thursday, the win is is not as great. But if we would have found a way to lose that game, then the season would have been done. Like yeah, it would six and two, six yeah. and two, so. halfway through. Ooh, ooh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> So that will do it for this episode. We will jump back in uh, next week, later in the week. This is going to be our this is our extended time off before we talk about Jacksonville. Duval, so. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Go, Panther. Go.